Hello and welcome to Cultivate Church Online and happy birthday, Cultivate. Wow, 10 years as a church. That is absolutely incredible. What a journey it's been from just a few people dreaming about what church could be if the main thing remained the main thing and everything was always about Jesus. If a church was about helping people discover what it means to live life on purpose. It has been such an incredible 10 years. It has been an honor and a joy of my life to be one of your pastors and I believe that the best is ahead. I'm so excited about everything that God has done because what he has done is an indication of what he's doing and will continue to do. So today is such an incredible celebration as we celebrate Cultivate Church turning 10 years old. Uh, today we begin a brand new series uh, appropriately called 10. And throughout this month we're going to talk about how to multiply our purpose, how we multiply our potential, how we multiply the impact that we're making while we live on this planet, as we live our lives on purpose. I think it's appropriate as we turn 10 here in January, it's the turn of a brand new year. For many of you, you look at this as a fresh start, a clean slate, a new opportunity to achieve some things that you wanted to achieve, to get some things right that maybe you just didn't have dialed in in 2021. Now we know there's nothing magical about turning the calendar. Many of you have still brought some of the pains and the pressures and some of those same problems from the previous year and you're still navigating those waters and working out your circumstances. But I believe if we take some of the principles that we're going to talk about all month long, it will really help us to multiply the potential that's on the inside of us so we can live out the purpose that God has given to us. Today, I want to take a look back over 10 years as a church so that it gives us some encouragement and motivation as we look ahead at the days that are in front of us. Our entire series this month is built on one of the verses I think that has been foundational to the life of Cultivate Church. You'll find it in Psalm chapter 90 and it's right there on your screen and here's what it says. So teach us to number our days that we may cultivate and bring you to a heart of wisdom. We say at Cultivate Church a lot, and it's not just a slogan or a tagline. It really is the heartbeat of our lives to discover what it means to live life on purpose, to discover what it means to love God and love people and love your purpose, to live bigger than just yourself, that our life today is more than just a few fleeting years that we live on this planet, but it's about something greater. It's more than the nine to five, Monday through Friday, living for the weekend. It's that in the every day of my life, in the mundane, in the big things and the small things that my life produces purpose. So teach us, God, to number our days. Help us to understand that every moment and every day is precious. Every moment and every day matters. And that there's purpose and there's potential in each one of the moments that we've been given. You see, many of us take for granted the time that we have. We take for granted those moments that we live that we think are insignificant. The waiting in line or uh, the, the, the sitting around or the sitting at work 
work and doing all the things that maybe you don't like to do. And we think of significance as something that everybody sees or everyone celebrates or it's on the news or it's in social media and you've got thousands of followers or, or it's shouted from the rooftops about something that you've accomplished. But that's not in the, the purpose and the potential. Those things are great. But much of your potential and much of your purpose are found in the everyday mundane that nobody sees. So God, help us to understand that life is precious and that life matters and every moment matters. God, help us to number our days so that we make the most of every moment that we have. We live out our life on purpose. That we may cultivate and bring to you a heart of wisdom. Over 10 years ago, when we were dreaming about Cultivate Church, Pastor Brandon and Dawson and I used to sit in a little cubicle in a church where we were on staff, and we used to dream back then of what Cultivate Church is today. And we used to ask ourselves the question, what if it was really just about Jesus? What if the church wasn't about who was speaking or who was leading or who was singing? And what if church wasn't about a logo or a street corner or a building? What if church and the existence and the community of God's people that we read in the book of Acts. What if it was really about the main thing and Jesus was always at the top of the list, if he was always the focal point? And as we would dream about what this place would be, the name Cultivate continued to resonate in our hearts. And when we planted the church in 2012, I'll never forget standing in a gym. I was pretty new there and I had told everybody about the church and you got to come visit the church and it's incredible. And I'll never forget the gym owner said, hey, across the gym he yelled, Brandon, what's the name of your church? Uh, uh, the, the cult, the cult church? I was like, no, that's not how you start a new church. That's the wrong impression that you want getting around. Not a cult, but cultivate. And many people have asked us, what in the world does the name cultivate mean? Why did you name your church cultivate? And here's literally what cultivate means. It means to promote and improve growth by labor and intention. We want to promote and improve growth by labor and attention. We want to promote the growth in the lives of people. That we would meet Jesus and our lives would be changed, but yet we would dig in together and we would do the hard work so that we would grow intentionally. Living life on purpose, everything matters. God, teach us to number our days so that we may cultivate to you and bring you a heart of wisdom. That we may, with intention and purpose, grow our lives in you so that we could make a difference. Today, what I want to talk about is just some of the incredible things that God has done in our lives over the last 10 years. Some things that we are committed to and some things that we will continue to do moving forward. Some things that I truly believe God wants to do not only in our community but in our hearts and in our lives because I'm still believing that as much as He has done, He is continuing to do and our best is yet ahead. We've built an incredible foundation over the last 10 years and now we can really begin to do some construction on the foundation that we have laid. So today, I want to pray for us, and then I want to dive into God's Word and see what it says to us today. So Father, I love you. 
I honor you. I thank you for this day. I pray that over these next few moments that we spend, that you would speak to us, God, that you would encourage us and you would help us. And God, you would motivate us to live our life on purpose like never before. Thank you for 10 incredible years as a church family, God. We thank you for everything you've done, and we thank you in advance for everything that's to come. In Jesus' name, amen. So 10 years, 10 years as a church, 10 years. Here's a few things things that I want to share with you that have been a part of the DNA in the heart of Cultivate Church for 10 years. Number one, there's been 10 years of truth. 10 years of truth. Look at what the Bible says in John chapter 8. It says, Jesus said to the people who believed him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus is talking to a group of people who have believed in him. You know, it's easy for us to believe. See, we love Jesus as our Savior. We love the Jesus that's going to rescue us from uh, eternity in hell, of separation and torment away from God. We love the Jesus who will get us out of our mess, who will answer our prayer, who will make us healthy, who will send us money, who will do all the things that we ask him to do. You see, it's very easy for us to love the Jesus as our Savior, yet it's difficult to move into Jesus as our Lord, where He becomes our authority, where we conform to Him and we don't ask Him to conform to us. So Jesus is speaking to a group of believers and says, hey, look, the way you know if you're truly my disciples is if you remain faithful to my teachings. What is it that Jesus says? What is it that Jesus instructs us to do in God's Word? You see, culture is very loud. Culture says a lot of things. There are lots of opinions on social media. There's lots of opinions in the news. There's lots of opinions in your neighborhood. There's lots of opinions in the conversations you have with lots of people. Yet, what is it that Jesus said? What is it that Jesus taught us to do? And for 10 years as a church, we have made a decision to hold to the truth of God's Word regardless of what culture does and of what culture says. Because when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. See, Jesus is the truth. The Bible says He's the way, He's the truth, and He's the life. And nobody gets to God except through Jesus. So Jesus instructs us, if you want to hold fast, if you want to be a sold-out believer, if you really want to live your life on purpose, you're going to remain faithful to my teachings. And I want to just challenge us today, and I want to make us aware. I just want to make it a reminder to us that culture is trying to change the rules. Culture is trying to redefine truth. Truth, for many people, is subjective. It's the way I feel, or it's what I think, or it's the way I see things, regardless of what anybody else says. See, we have this trend in our culture that says, you live your truth, and I'll live my truth. And if we can just coexist, and everybody just get along, then everything will be okay. The problem is, there is an absolute truth, and that truth is the Word of God. My mind was blown this past week. I saw a meme talking about truth and what's true and what's not true. And, and in this meme, it said that if you Googled, uh, can a man get pregnant, 
uh, your mind would be blown at the results. So I literally got on Google and I typed in, can a man get pregnant? And the very first search results from Google says this, yes, it's possible for men to become pregnant and give birth to children of their own. In fact, it's probably a lot more common than you might think. In order to explain, we'll need to break down some common misconceptions about how we understand the term man. Now, I don't know about you, but that absolutely blows my mind. That's actually from a website, healthline.com, which says that they are one of the fastest growing health information sites with over 200 million monthly visitors. 200 million people every month tuning in to Healthline.com with all of their health questions. And Healthline.com is redefining truth by saying a man can give birth to a baby. But notice it says now for to really understand this, we have to do what? What did it say? We'll need to break down some common misconceptions about how we understand the term man. You see, God made man and God made woman. When we are born, we are born as a man or as a woman. Science cannot rewrite that. That is scientific. If we're going to follow the evidence, then scientific trail says there's man and there's woman. But when you begin to rewrite the misconceptions of what a man is, when you rewrite the truth, you create your own. It becomes subjective of however you feel and whatever you think. And unfortunately, in the world of even the church, we are rewriting some misconceptions about what God's Word says. But if God's Word says it, it is so. If God's Word says it as a church at Cultivate, we stand upon it. We ask God so that uh, He would help us to conform to Him and not have Him to conform to us. God's voice will never contradict His Word. It doesn't matter what somebody thinks. It doesn't matter what my opinion is. It's what God's Word says. And when God speaks it, His voice and His Word will never contradict itself. So in other words, I have to understand that if I'm going to live out truth, it has to be facts over feelings. I cannot follow my feelings. I have to follow the facts if I'm going to live out truth. Because the reality is that a partial truth is still a lie. And a lie will separate you from God every single time. A partial truth is still a lie, and a lie will separate you from God every single time. Why does this matter? Why out of all the things across 10 years that we hold importance, it's because the truth of God's Word is what we stand on. It's what we base our values on. It's what we base everything that we live for. It is everything that we are based out of the Word of God. Our convictions are based on the truth of God. And I want to encourage you as a part of Cultivate Church or maybe even as our guest, I want to challenge you today. Does your truth come from the absolute Word of God or are you creating your own living in a world of subjective truth unto yourself? For 10 years we have stood with truth. Number two, write this down, 10 years of transformation. 
One of the most fun things we love to celebrate at Cultivate Church that means more than anything to us is transformation, life change, people discovering what it means to go to church and to want to go back, people falling in love with Jesus, people loving God and loving people and loving their purpose. That's what this thing is all about, making heaven a bigger place. And for 10 years, this church has always existed for one more person, whosoever wheel, wherever they are, wherever they've been, whatever they've gone through, one person to meet a life-changing experience with the one who changes it all, and that is Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says this, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Anybody. That means you. That means me. That means there's hope for anyone. It does not matter. We all have reasons why we think God couldn't save us, why God couldn't love us, why God couldn't redeem us, why God could not change us. But the reality is anyone who belongs to Christ, anyone who comes to Jesus, anyone who gets saved can become a brand new person. The old life is gone and a brand new life has come. In 2021 alone, just last year, still living off of the pandemic, still coming through a brand new season in the world of church, 161 people said yes to Jesus at Cultivate Church in 2021. 161 people. I don't know about you, but that is worth celebrating. That is worth giving God some, 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 some praise for. I mean, that's worth getting pumped about. Why? Because that's 161 people whose eternal has been changed forever. How do we know? Because at Cultivate Church, we mark it on a connect card. It's 161 people who wrote their name down on a connect card that they turned in that said, today I gave my life to Jesus. That's 161 people that we've been able to pray for by name this year in their new walk with Jesus. That's 161 people that we were able to send you some information and say, here are your next steps and how you grow with God, how you get in God's word, how you begin to pray, how you walk this thing out in baptism. I mean, it's incredible to celebrate 10 years years of transformation. Cultivate will always be a place that it's about life change. It's about me giving my life for the good of somebody else so that they can experience life change in Jesus. Some of my favorite things are stories that are shared from real people. Uh, just this past week, because we've been celebrating our 10-year birthday, there was a post out on social media that just said, hey, what has it meant to you over the last 10 years to be a part of Cultivate Church? I want to share some of those with you. Amber says, we started attending Cultivate after the first egg drop in 2012 when it was still just a baby church. I remember feeling like it was home when we walked in those doors. I've loved watching what Cultivate has done in my children's lives and truly showing us what it means to live life on purpose. I honestly don't know where we would be without the outpouring of love from our church family. 
I have loved being a part of Cultivate for almost 10 years and watching it grow. A single mom raising her family with a church family, raising her kids to love Jesus and love His church and to love His people. And that will make all the difference. The faithfulness over 10 years of all those struggles to say, where would I be without my church? Stacy says, it's been what family should be like. I have security in the relationships at this church home that I've never felt before, even in my blood family, literally has matured and nurtured my purpose, and there's nothing more comforting on this planet. To have been loved and accepted and to have been provided a place to grow in your purpose. It's incredible. Tracy says this, I'd never been in a church where the presence of the Lord just overwhelmed me. When I started getting to serve and love on people, I knew I was home. I learned the first visit that the church wasn't the building or the way that it looked. It is the people inside who love me like Jesus. And before long, my whole family managed to come with me and feel the exact same way. I'm so thankful to get to be a part of such an amazing place and be surrounded by people living life on purpose to make heaven a bigger place. Wow, how incredible. I hope this is encouraging to you. Sandy says, what Cultivate Church means to me is when you're standing in the street at your darkest hour, watching a blazing fire burn your home and your church family wraps their arms around you in prayer and love and says, we will get through this. We are stronger together and you are not alone. Sandy's a part of our kids' ministry. She pours into your kids every single week. Their home burned down, and in the middle of the night, they were surrounded by a family from their church standing with them to walk through that difficult process. That's what it means to live life on purpose. That's what church family looks like. I'll give you one more. Daniel says, I came to cultivate on a mission van never believing I would be accepted by God and people in a church. Daniel was coming from a men's recovery center. But Cultivate is the most open and loving church I've ever attended. The slogan, Life on Purpose, began to not just be a slogan. I started seeing it throughout the Bible. With the love and support from the church, myself, and many, many people with the same background have found purpose in helping others who struggle to find Him. My life has forever been changed since nearly four years of coming to Cultivate and continues to change for the better, just like in the beginning, week by week and day by day. Daniel uh, has lived a life of drug addiction from the age of like 12 years old until a grown adult until about four to five years ago. Daniel began attending Cultivate, literally coming in every week uh, on our church van from a mission downtown. And now every week we continue to do that. Now Daniel leads our Celebrate Recovery at our church. He's been clean and sober. He's married, has a beautiful wife. They have an incredible family and life together, works an incredible job. God is so faithful and we will continue until there's no more breath in our body or Jesus comes back to provide a place for whosoever will to find life change in Jesus. That's the church. That's what Jesus is looking for. A group of people, a community living life on purpose to introduce others to life change through Jesus. For 10 years, we've had 10 years of truth and we've had 10 years of transformation. And then number three, write this one down. 10 years of triumph. 10 years of triumph. 10 years of overcoming. 
Ten years of not stopping. Ten years of not giving in. Ten years of not giving up. Ten incredible years of triumph together. In Psalm 54, verses 5 and 7, here's what it says. May the evil plans of the enemies be turned against them. Do as you promised and put an end to them. For you have rescued me from my troubles and helped me to triumph over my enemies. Now it's important to understand that the enemy is after you every single day. That he has plans for you. That he has evil plans for you. The Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. It is the enemy's desire to stop you from living your life on purpose. That's why you face so much pressure. And that's why you have pains. And that's why you have problems. That's why you walk through hurts and habits and hang-ups. Because the enemy is real. In this world, there's a battle between the spiritual and between the natural. You see, we have the supernatural work happening around us where the enemy of this world and the God of our hope is battling for us every single day. The Bible tells us that. We may not see it in the flesh, but in the spirit, it is all around us. And the enemy does not want you to experience life change. He doesn't want you to experience transformation. He doesn't want you to walk in truth. So every day, he's trying to kill, steal, and destroy. But just like the author says, God, do as you promised. Notice, we are promised. God has given us a promise. God will fight for you. The Bible says He's gone before us in the presence of our enemy and He's already begun to prepare a way. God has promised you and God has promised me. What has He promised? He's promised to put an end to them. You see, He has rescued us from our troubles and He has helped us to triumph over our enemies. As I think back over 10 years of the life of our church, wow, What struggles and what pains and problems and pressures we have encountered. It has not been an easy road over the last 10 years. Just beginning the process of planning this church was difficult. Just the process of raising money and of of convincing ourselves to trust God enough to quit our jobs and move from our homes into a, a city, into a county where we knew no one, where we had no contacts, where we could literally stand in the middle of a busy Walmart at 5 p.m. when everybody's rushing in and not know a soul. Only with the promise from God that we believed we were doing what He had called us to do. And then when we started the church off and every Saturday and Saturday night we were setting up for church the next day. And then every Sunday morning we would roll in early and we would prepare and we would plan and we would transform a school, a public uh, school, and then we would put out road signs and banners and every Sunday we would do these things. And then we would provide a worship experience for people in our community and we would beg them to come and beg them to be a part of it and we would worship and we would pray and we would sing and we would teach kids and we would uh, build relationships together and then we would tear it all down in that high school, put it all back in a trailer, haul it away and do it all 
the very next weekend. For five years, Pastor Brandon Dawson and I, we were bivocational. For half the life of our church, we worked other jobs, what we would say supporting our habit to be able to lead a church and to be able to grow a community of people living life on purpose. Uh, and nearly the, the second end of the second year of our time as a church, uh, we were told the school was not going to renew our, our lease on that building. We had eight weeks to find a place to go. We rolled into our new building and the place that we had found, and it was awful. It was in a horrible place. It looked awful. It smelled awful. It had to be renovated. We weren't financially prepared to renovate a building because we didn't know we were going to be put out of the school that we were meeting in. I said, well, it's been a good two years, but nobody is coming into this church. But God began to bless. That year in 2014, we expanded to our second worship experience to be able to accommodate the number of people who were meeting Jesus in our church. Then in 2016, we grew by 50% as a church, people meeting Jesus, and we expanded to three worship experiences that year. As we continued to grow and more people continued to meet Jesus in 2018, we planted our Columbiana campus about 20 minutes away so that more people could be back in their community and about 100 people were able to go to church in their community and we began to reach more people in a new area and we watched it begin to grow and our church began experiencing uh, those growing pains as Pastor Brandon and I, for the first time, we were in different campuses every weekend as we travel back and forth and our worship team and our kids ministry were all sharing the load of a, a new campus and it's been incredible. And then just this past year, we moved into a new facility for our Alabaster campus. We've been through three building renovations as a church in just 10 years. We have experienced a lot. In 2020, COVID hit, and many people, many churches experienced the load and the pressure and the problems that COVID brought into our lives. In 2019, even before COVID, here's what the statistic said. It says that more churches closed than opened in 2019. More churches shut down than they did open. I personally know many churches during COVID that did not make it on the other side. We've experienced a lot as a church, a lot of difficulty. It's been a hard road. The enemy has tried all he could do to stop us. As personal in our own personal lives, my wife and I have had two miscarriages, two uh, negative attempts at in vitro in our process of having children. We have a beautiful five-year-old boy that God has blessed us with, but it's been a difficult road. We've had people who have hurt us from within inside the church. We've had people that said, we're going to do life with you, and we're sold out to this, and then one day they just disappear. No explanation, no phone call. They're just gone. We've experienced a lot personally. We've experienced the loss of family. I've had family members die. I've had people who were sick, people who were close to me experience tragedy. We've experienced a lot of tragedy, but I can tell you we're standing here 10 years later in triumph. Why? Because we've waded through all of those difficult waters and God has been faithful and God has redeemed and we have experienced triumph. And just as God has done for me, so has God done for so many and God wants to do for you. Today, as we 
we celebrate 10 years as a church. We've got 10 years of standing on the truth of God's Word. We've got 10 years of transformation in the lives of people. We have 10 years of triumph and overcoming. And yes, there will be difficult times. Yes, we will face problems, but God will help you triumph. It has been 10 years of God proving Himself to us time and time again. One more thing I want to share with you, number four, is that we've had 10 years of together. 10 years of together. Look at what the Bible says. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and to good works. And let us not neglect meeting or our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and to good works. And let's not neglect meeting together as some people do, but let's do it even more so now that we're living in difficult times. Can I tell you today that I'm standing here uh, as, a, as a healthy pastor 10 years later. I love my family and my family loves me. My family loves the Lord and so do I. We love our church. We love serving in our church. We love being a part of this incredible community together. Why? Because people make all the difference. Because we're not in this thing alone. Because we have people that we call family. We have people that check on us and love us and people that we rely on and that we lean on. Why? Because it's better together. We're better together. Ten years of doing life together. Relationships are risky. Relationships are difficult. Relationships will cost you something. You will be hurt by relationships, but there is nothing better than doing life together because in the end of it all, it pays off. Ten years of together. Together, we have launched a church. Together, we have provided a place for people to meet Jesus. Together, we have helped people discover what it means to live life on purpose. Together, we have helped people walk through some of the most difficult days of their life. Together, we have cried. Together, we have celebrated. Together, we have laughed. Together, we have had big times, and together, we've had those bad times. But together, we have made it through. I'm so thankful that we have gotten to do it together. And I'm encouraging you to find a place that you can call home. I would love for you to be a part of Cultivate Church. I'd love for you to experience life on purpose with us. But I want you to know that just four of what I think are the primary reasons we stand here today celebrating 10 years as a church is because we've had 10 years of standing on the truth of God's Word. We've seen 10 years of transformation, of life change. For 10 years, we've had triumph because of Jesus. And for 10 years, we've done it together. And church, I want you to know that we're just getting started. The best is still ahead. And God has so much in store for us as a family living life on purpose for Him. Today, I want to pray for you. Right where you are, will you bow your head for just a moment? And I just want to take a second and pray for us today. Maybe you're watching online or you're listening by podcast and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus today. And you would like to experience some of these things that we've experienced 
over the last 10 years. Maybe today you need God to help you understand uh, the brevity of life and how fragile that it is to help you number your days so that you can make the most of the opportunity that you've been given in the here and the now to live life on purpose. It begins with a relationship with Jesus. And I want to pray that today, maybe you could say yes to a relationship with Jesus and we could celebrate with you. And then I want to pray over us as a church, as a family, that God would continue to use us and to keep us and to help us to live life on purpose, to continue to make heaven a bigger place and to make a difference in the world that is around us. So Father, I love you and I thank you for all of my friends watching online. I pray if there's one person right now today without a personal relationship with you, that today would be their day to say yes to you. Father, I just pray that if there's any sin in our life that you would forgive us for it. God, we know that we've, we've walked in sin. We've done life our own way. And Jesus, we need you and we need your forgiveness. So today I am forgiven because of Jesus. My life is forever changed. And Jesus, you are number one in my life. And I pray for all of my friends, all of us as a church, God, that we would continue to serve you faithfully with character and integrity and with passion and that we would continue to walk in truth. We would continue to see transformation, that we would triumph over our difficulties together. God, thank you for what you've done over 10 years in the life of our church. God, we don't take it lightly and we don't take it for granted. And Jesus, today you get all of the credit for us. We look forward to the next 10 years ahead. And it's in Jesus' name.